In this episode of Season 1, we are once again joined by our good friend and colleague, Michael, where we will touch on decision-making for pursuing a postgraduate degree, informed by our respective country situation and life experiences. We will also share some insights into some aspects to consider in making your decision to go into graduate school. Welcome back to Endless Possibilities. So ladies, today's discussion is going to focus on deciding to go or not to go to graduate school. To open the topic for discussion based on your own experiences and or looking at the people surrounding you, what was the main motivation to go to graduate school? Because you know, pursuing from bachelor to master's and from master's to PhD could imply so many things. Example, in terms of future salary or future career goals, or directing oneself either into the industry or the academe. Yeah, when at least in my case, when I was thinking about, oh, I was seeing examples of people continuing for masters or PhD. As you said, uh, most of the people were pursuing or that only had the plan to do masters. They were not really interested in the academia or in the research part of the knowledge so they wanted to acquire knowledge and technical skills or any other skills and then go back to their professionals professions so so advance in their own careers within their professions that was not related necessarily to um, research or academia but also some people were also playing with the idea of continuing their careers and then being lecturers that was also one of the cases of people wanted to do masters. But specifically for people that wanted to do PhD, they already set an idea or they already inside the academia. So they wanted to continue and they wanted to advance their careers within the academia. So there was this case. Mm, yeah, mostly is that, uh, that uh, background that I have. I think in addition to that, um, in Japanese case, in my country case, the national, all of the national university has a graduate school. So anybody who went to um, graduates, uh, undergraduate school in national university, there is an opportunity to go to master degree uh, right after undergrad. So that's good opportunity for them to stay two more years to do that master degree and then get that job. It's going to be an advantage for them. So that's going to be, I think, to getting a um, master degree, especially in the engineering department, is an advantage uh, for students to find a good um, career. Instead of a PhD here in Japan, it's more like a negative side because you have to stay three more years to graduate to get a PhD. So it may cause uh, three years as a disadvantage to get the uh, first job. So in our case in Japan, to go into PhD is a less um, motivation 
for people to go into the PhD. But advantage to, to, to go into the PhD is if you already have a um, career, uh, and then if you want to uh, elevate your skill, then the, and also the organization will help you to go into PhD, that would be an advantage to go into the PhD. And the most of the case who wants to go to PhD is all, um, having a good support from the organization or company. And they're going to help you to become a PhD student. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like a background in, um, in my country. Yeah, I, well, I just remembered a friend. Before he went to master's, he was working in the industry after bachelor's. And then when he went to master's, his field was semiconductors. And then later on, after master's, he learned that in their industry, in the industry, in the industry of semiconductors, PhD people become more valuable into the company. And in fact, they will get higher fees. So that was his big motivation to proceed to PhD, despite not being part of the academia. Yeah, I think um, it depends on the field, yeah. especially for the engineering. Yeah. It really put a um, value to get a PhD yeah. in that area. Yeah. I, I wanted to add on that because you see many jobs now that require PhD that are outside the academia are basically like, for example, basic sciences because people can do, for example, lab sampling or lab analysis of genes or for engineering or uh, artificial intelligence so you can still go to the industry instead of the academia but it really your decision should be really based on your field what field are you interested in and if it's valuable to have or not a phd or or just a master's is enough or you can if you still have some desire to go to phd regardless maybe it's um um smarter to first go into the industry and then when you're there you can uh, negotiate with your seniors with your bosses to uh, uh, do a phd while you're still affiliated with the institution something like michael was saying yeah so like uh, uh, in my case is i already had a working experience before i decided to go to phd mm -hmm. um so that's based on uh, my experience too. I agree that uh, Leticia that said it might be better to have a, a bit of a working experience be before you go into PhD. It might be better to um, have a more uh, clear idea why you want to go to PhD. Mm. But Michael, uh, I have a question for you because you said you were working in the industry and mm -hmm. then you proceeded to PhD. When you proceed to PhD, you became a full-time student, right? Yes. What is your future plan? After working in the industry and then you stopped and then you became a full-time student. Mm -hmm. So did you see um, yourself be part of the academy or still back or back to the industry? Well, I like to I I I, I like to still work in the industry, mm -hmm. but more like academics, like research side. Mm -hmm. Like more likely, I like to add uh, my research skill into industry. 
area. I see, I see. Yeah. Mm. So that was like, my first idea. Yeah, so it's like doing academic stuff but in the industry sector. Yes. Okay. Is there a salary difference if a company hires someone with master's and someone without? We are comparing now a bachelor's graduate and a master's graduate in terms of salary grade. Mm-hmm. For the salary, it's pretty obvious in my country. Um, yeah, in Japan, right? In Japan, yeah. yeah. It's like a PhD has more uh, no, than I'm master. P- PhD? Yeah, PhD has more salary than master. Okay, and then master has more salary than bachelor's, right? Yes. Yeah. And how about yeah. in UK? The UK, it doesn't really specify mm-hmm. um, how, you know, um, how much based on that education level. Mm-hmm. Because it is going to be, uh, uh, you know, it's not equal opportunity to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, you know, when you put a CV, mm-hmm. you don't put your gender or birth uh, ages yeah. and then nationalities yeah. or uh, legi- uh, uh, religions. Yeah. You yeah. shouldn't put anything like uh, to yeah. specify uh, your personal uh, issues. Mm-hmm. So the com- uh, company or any of that the, uh, organization will ask you to not to put ages or nas- you know nationalities. That they will ask to remove it before mm-hmm. you're going to apply. Mm-hmm. So they are focused they are more like trying to be give an equal opportunity to everybody. But of course, they are looking for certain skilled person. Mm-hmm. So their job description in UK is really clear. There is, a, there is a like an um, Excel sheet and there is a check marks that what is essential and what is uh, desirable. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. for each item, you're going to... Uh, try to explain how you meet that criteria. But there are no instances uh, that they specify which degree or to what level they want? Of course, it depends on if you are apply for the university, of course, you have to, you know, qualify. And they are going to ask which level uh, education we, they are looking for. So you have to qualify which level you have. And for the industry, um, sometimes they do looking for somebody has a, like a higher education, but some of the uh, organization doesn't uh, clarify, oh. you know, by what level of the education they were looking for. So you just need to clarify if you have enough experience, you know, they would like to have an interview with you. Adding, going back to Japan, mm-hmm. Japan, because you mentioned that in Japan, it's very clear. Um, I mean, it's general knowledge. For everybody that a, P- a master's gets higher fee compared to a bachelor and then a PhD gets a higher fee compared to master's. But then I just remembered a friend's experience and now I remember my own experience because I was working in that patent, I mean property IP firm and then I was getting very cheap salary, lower than... They did not even math. They did not even care if I had a PhD or master's. And then, yeah. So that's for Japan's case. So I think my point is there are exceptions in Japanese companies. But that was my what Michael said was the default. 
And then I have a friend now. She has a PhD. She's working in a Japanese company in Osaka. And she is getting higher fee compared to master's student, but very, very small difference. Even yeah. being lifetime employment, because I think sometimes uh, companies can get around this rule of paying more to PhDs if they don't give you lifetime employment. So if you're under contract, they can kind of quote-unquote cheat and then just pay whatever they want to pay without following the rules of you being a PhD. But I think when you get a self uh, lifetime employment, contract so that's when they have to follow the education level rules i had lifetime employment contract sorry she or you uh, me i had oh and still they did that it's not illegal but i think maybe because the job was simply checking the patent it's it's it maybe easier compared to the other jobs in the ip firm i think i don't know why that's why i felt cheated within that job and in that company and that's why i did not stay there for long that's odd and very sad that's, <laughs> sad yeah, to that's remember. japanese company isn't it yeah it's it was a japanese oh that's not a that's not a proper way to uh to treat uh, workers i don't think another question for michael because she said she envisions herself working in the industry she envisioned herself working in the industry after phd and working in the research part right so mm -hmm. this is a question to michael and in relation to that friend's story because um where are you envisioning yourself to work in uk or in japan because in japan at least as far as i know common friends many common friends they are they always undergo rotation and they don't mind if you are you have a phd you will be part of the rotation, company rotation. So that friend who I said a while ago was working in this big company in Osaka, she was hired and she was part of the research department for a year. But then she was eventually moved to sales department. <laughs> it's awful. So my question for Michael is, are you envisioning yourself to work in Japan? And if or in UK? Oh, like I feel so bad to listening, you know, to know about your uh, friend's experience and your experience in my country. But that's also, you know, reality. Um, I, what I feel, what I think about my country is, um, to have a PhD is not valuable as we think. And they like to have more um, working experience other than academic experience. Uh, there is a um, because they could easy to train them when they are younger. You understand? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. This is cultural already cultural yes. aspect. Yes, this is more like a cultural background, yeah. and also it's all uh, based on the field. The which uh, field they are studied in PhD. Not field, but you. Where do you wanna? Yeah, it's also cooperated. I think the consulting company, consulting company is better opportunity um, because like they are 
uh, they do more monitoring and analysis. And then based on the data correction, they're going to propose some idea to improve something. Got it, yeah. So that's Japanese case. And for UK case, it's pretty broad um, because everybody looking for a research position has more of a competition. Uh, because, you know, English speakers is more than Japanese speaker, isn't it? So, like, uh, there is... The, has more people has a PhD when you're going to try to find a job in all over the world and you have to compete with so many PhD uh, graduates. So when I uh, uh, try to participate one of that uh, seminar or event here for the uh, PhD graduate, um, the first thing they said don't just focus on the looking for a job in university. Try to look for some industry area too. And some of that the uh, uh, guy tried to find a, uh, apply for a job in the university, like hundreds of positions in the university, and he never ever get any positions after PhD. So he decided to go to a consulting company. But then consulting companies, you're also competing with masters. Yes, yes. So you have to really show yourself what's the advantage for them to you know, hire you as a PhD uh, skilled person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, for university, for sure, uh, if you have a PhD, uh, most probably you will get more salary no you will get more salary than the one with masters and undergrad and also even your position might be different because i think and uh, bachelors and masters can only be lectures they cannot be appointed at least the new rule because before we had so low uh, levels of education that a bachelor people with bachelors could be appointed professors but now the rules change so only people with phds can have like tenures and so on since i'm 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 outside of the mozambican market long time so i don't think also we have specific rules for the private sector for the phd so it will depend on your maybe negotiation skills and also what the company needs so they will not have uh, a rule saying that you have to be paid more than another education level. Yet, in, yeah. In that case, Mozambique and Philippines are almost the same. How, like, for, it's, in the academe, it's very, very clear that bachelors will get lower salary compared to masters on degree people, and then the PhD will get the highest. That's very clear. Some even could not get a permanent position or not become associate professor or professor level if they don't have PhDs. For the government, it's mixed, but also we see to it um, the qualifications. So that part, we are a bit different in Mozambique and Philippines. For the industry, 
I don't know anyone in the Philippines working in the industry that has a PhD. That's the thing. So I have no idea at all. And very, very rare to see a person with PhD in the industry. At least the people that I know. Yeah. Because even my friends who are, I mean, high school friends, university friends that are working in the industry, I have, none of them have PhDs. And I mean... But for sure, there are. There are people working in the industry, maybe especially in the capital like Manila. But okay. at least it's not common. So then in that case, the main um, market for a PhD graduate in the Philippines would be academia. But then you, it's like Mozambique, you can dip into consultancy jobs like in, for the private sector or for the for other institutions. The trend in the Philippines in terms of consultancy companies, they consultancy companies are created but then they outsource their consultancy jobs to people in the academe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so okay. they will eventually they will still go back to the academe to look for PhD people. <laughs> so at least I don't for me, I don't know any consultancy company that have PhDs working in-house. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe there are some, but very few. So, even out the government sector, they will eventually tap the academe to get expertise from PhD people. So, is there enough job available for the PhD holder in Philippines? Ah, uh, yeah, because we have shortage of PhDs. Because, oh, is it? Yeah, so this is, um, I don't know if this is considered a crisis, but Philippines, we call this a brain drain phenomenon because many people were sent abroad to study, but then they do not return back to the country. So that's why, just like Mozambique's case, many people are working, even up to now, working in the university, but teaching as assistant professors, associate professors, but they don't have PhDs. So that because this is mainly because we don't have much people with PhD. So we are in a shortage of PhD people. So that's why the government now has a very massive program about bringing these PhD people back to the country. Just a question, but then is it uh, attractive? The package, or not the package itself, but is it attractive for a PhD uh, holder to have a job in the Philippines? Actually, in terms of the, if you just think about the salary and the benefits of your of the job, it is actually attractive. But then, when you relocate to a country, I mean, for example, when you return to your country, you do not only think about the job; you think about the whole package, like your everyday normal life. So. For example, even just the traffic, it will already discourage the people to return back home. Yeah, so the whole thing, the whole package is not attractive. <laughs> I see. Yeah. yeah. Interestingly, for Japan, and maybe Michael can, can say something about this. When I visited my professor in Japan last November... I was telling him about this problem of the Philippines having not many PhD people and the university needs a lot of PhD people. He said that Japan also had the same situation long time ago. Because even, long time ago. Yeah, long time ago. Because he said when 
even him when he worked in our university where we graduated he was still a master's degree holder and i think when he become i don't know he did not specify what position he had that time he decided that he would go to phd to advance his career yeah so the same situation so i am just assuming i'm making very very general assumptions that maybe this is a common trend for developing countries yeah what do you think michael yeah i think so too like uh, um then you see that statistically wide uh the the people who go into the undergrad is like uh, more than you know 10 or 20 years ago and then going to master is also increasing and also phd so when you look up like long time ago going to the university isn't normal either it wasn't common either but it's getting like more developed say at this moment it is so common to go into undergrad and a master so the the level of education level has been developed in our country too so i think for the developing company uh, country it's also you know um kind of like following what we had in the past i'm not sure but Leticia, are you experiencing or maybe not only mozambique but many african countries because right i've i've read one article and then they are saying that the the next big thing i don't know if that article was true but they said that the next big thing in the next 20 years would be southeast asia okay so by what what i mean by the next big thing in terms of economy in terms of job opportunities but then we will all have shortage shortage of highly skilled people because where are the highly skilled people in southeast asia now they are all in developed countries they migrated mm-hmm. to i don't know uk europe us australia canada so we i think southeast asia in general are still having not only philippines but in general the whole region is having a crisis about people going to graduate school and becoming highly skilled individuals and then staying in the country yeah i think for mozambique we have the same phenomena but at the same time we still don't have enough i don't think even the people who have phd's and are outside mozambique are not enough to cover the crisis that we have crisis quote unquote into the yeah we definitely have that but i don't think it's exacerbated as the case in southeast asia but for example countries like um nigeria like i i populated countries like nigeria ethiopia and then even countries like angola i think nigeria and angola they have similar problems like philippines they have very good packages for people to return because yeah they have a lot of oil and diamonds so they can i think they have uh, they really need highly skilled people for their industries um but for the ones that are coming up like low income countries like mozambique we we will for sure have that but we are not there yet many countries are already facing that kenya like the ones that are already in the emerging like similar stages as some southeast asia southeast asian countries are already experiencing this brain brain 
thing that you mentioned. So sounds like uh, the possibility, one of the possibility for graduate, I mean, PhD holder to look for a job is try to look around more for the international, like Southeast Asia or Asia, not only your country. Like uh, it might be has more opportunity uh, to work there as a researcher. So in that case, for Japanese, the language is going to be uh, the problem because we, we started having an English program in the primary school recently, but still speaking English is not common in my country. So if we want to find a job in abroad, we really have to um, educate ourselves to be a good English speaker Otherwise, we cannot be uh, the good competitor for that uh, job hunting in abroad, I don't think. But there is an opportunity there, outside of Japan. I think so. So, in relation to this episode's topic on deciding to go to graduate school, I have one question for everyone. So, what is the one thing that you wish you had known before you decided to go to graduate school. Actually, my, the one thing that I wish I knew will go back to my opening topic for this episode today. Like, I wish I knew before that if there are options, if you want to go from master's to PhD, then most likely you're ha- you get a higher chance in the academy. But if you want to culture yourself to be part in the industry then you could either develop more your skills like instead of doing phd you attend trainings you get certifications and then you become a very high asset in the industry field i wish i knew that because maybe if i knew that i'm not sure if i'm in the academia right now yeah <laughs> really is that is that because of that some is there anything that you don't enjoy <laughs> it's like i'm regretting now no because I, it's, it's just i always um look back of my the time that i was in japan and i was doing job hunting and i could not remove that memory in my life where I wish uh, there was some part that I wish that I did not proceed to PhD and I just had masters because Japanese companies preferred people with masters over people with PhD so that part it's a big it's a big um how can I say that was a big part of my memory of my life in Japan so until now it's still embedded in my mind uh, so that's impact your life yeah yeah so i think the but maybe if i was not in japan and maybe if i did not do job hunting maybe i will not get this same thinking yeah well i think i got to mention the japanese case is really um extraordinary it's not common when you when you compare with other world like I, I been U.S. and a, you know any of the country in Europe, um, and when I compare to my country, they do have a really specific uh, preference for 
job hunting. That's what I felt. Like, uh, yeah, it's something that their scale or like standard is pretty different from other countries. That's what I felt. So, and then you are not in Japan anymore, you know, either. So you could hope you could get rid of that's the、um, idea in the future, you know, the impact in the future. Yeah, even though I'm happy now with my life, not in Japan, but still that really impacted me, that experience. And maybe especially because when I went to Japan, I had this thinking that I will work in Japan after PhD.、Mm. So maybe that whole mindset, that's why I was, I'm as affected as right now, although I'm already happy. And I did not, I,、oh, I did not regret going to PhD. But I just wish I, ha- I had known, or somebody had maybe guided me about that, 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 yeah, that knowledge or that info. Yeah, that's, that's my, my wish. How about you guys?、Um, maybe continuation from what Isa said.、Um, I think it's, of course. Now that we are in this side, it's easy to say, I wish I knew something, but I think I wish I knew at least what I wanted to do exactly so I can start preparing. Or at least I knew the,、um, the market or the sector I wanted to. For example, there was,、um, when I started my PhD, I did not necessarily want e d to stay in Japan to work. I just want,、uh, I started wanting that maybe in second year, end of first year. So I, I just went for the PhD for the knowledge. So I think it's a little bit naive for a person just to go, okay, I just want to learn. You have to have some kind of plan so you can start placing your eggs. For example, if you want to stay in Japan, you have to start building a like, network or connections so you can. Um, because everything is about that. At the end, when you are looking for a job, you need to know the, the right type of people. Or, for example, if you know that, okay, in Japan, they really sometimes d o e s n t really matter your major, but they really need you to speak professional or business Japanese, you can concentrate on that at least. Or、so、have <laughs> a very, <laughs> I think I'm, <laughs> we are very biased in our, it's almost like. We are seeing the lessons we are learning from our job hunting process. Like, okay, uh, um, it, sometimes it doesn't matter your level of education, or it matters, but the added part of language is important. Or also the technical skills. Some jobs now、um, are re- okay. You are also you are PhD, for example, in environment, but they will require you to have knowledge of GIS, for example. I wish I, I knew more or less what I wanted to do after my PhD so I can prepare. Not just like, okay, I'm, I'm graduated or I'm graduated in six months, so what should I do? How should I prepare? Or something like that. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I never went to this. <laughs> yeah, I think I totally agree.、Um, well, when I start to think of, thinking about what, what would be Uh, what I would like to know before, but I, I couldn't even think about anything. But when I listen 
the, the comment from both of you, I start to realize like uh, um, networking, like uh, not only studying, you know, specific object or like research skill, uh, you have to start networking with others in that research community because that's going to lead you to find a job after a PhD. And especially, you need to have a good relationship supervisor. The first thing is like you have to build a communication. You have to build a relationship with supervisor. Otherwise, it is uh, pretty difficult to find a job after a PhD because you always have to ask for the referee references. Yeah, and then you have to have a good references, especially in that research area. So supervisor has a pretty big power um, uh, or key key to find a job. So that was uh, uh, the one thing I wish I know before, not only focus on the research topics, I could have more uh, stronger or stronger connection to the supervisor and also research community. So in summary, like we were so focused on the nerdy stuff, like publishing a paper, doing experiments right, but we forgot, I mean, along the way, we somehow gave less priority to things that will matter after PhD, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm sure. Um, it's kind. Of, it looks gloomy, but actually, I'm also. <laughs> I do not regret at all my <laughs> going through PhD. I think overall, even if we don't specifically say, I think this, even the podcast itself can, if hopefully, can help somebody that is going through graduate school is th- is thinking of it. So we can help people avoid the the quote-unquote mistakes that we did or things that we missed. So it's always good to have a senpai or to have a senior to talk you through things. But it doesn't mean that, okay, everything is doomed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I've said. Right now, I'm very much happy and contented with my life and my career. And I do not regret going to PhD. It's just that we there are things that we wish we knew we knew because like you know during your PhD you cannot even think about other stuff other than research because you have so much pressure writing theses and writing a, you know publishing a research papers you cannot even think about anything other than that so you know you forgot so many like important things um, but overall. I'm okay. You know, I'm happy with I got a PhD. I hope everybody everybody thinks that way. <laughs> After the, this podcast, no one will get PhD. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you again on the next episode of Endless Possibilities.